welcome to those of you who are tuned in and I would remind you to watch this please share the broadcast okay this is designed not only for church-going folks but also for people who maybe are not Christian at all maybe they're of another religious view maybe they have no religion whatsoever you know that's the number one religious view in the culture now is no religion so I invite you to share this with friends uh, Christian or not it doesn't really matter and uh, we are going to do this on Monday nights for only 30 minutes and what we do is we deal with one kind of basic lead question and uh, then we're going to take your questions your comments so you can get them get them going right away use if you're on Facebook or on YouTube you can go ahead and uh, start putting in those prayer requests and comments um, and I'm going to give you a few announcements uh, while we're getting started here with this really cool Ah, there we go. All right. So uh, this is the question for tonight is, is Christianity a crutch for weak-minded people? I'll get into what that means in just a few minutes. Uh, but just a couple of announcements for you, again, as people are getting on the broadcast. And don't be shy to hit that share button, okay? And get those comments rolling in here. All right. I don't want to be the only one talking here. Uh, this is meant to be interactive. And I'll be able to post your comments on the screen so everybody will see them in a really neat way. And there's so much I could do with this little platform here that we're using, okay? Um, something that's coming in the life of our church uh, from February the 3rd to March the 3rd on Wednesday nights, just for an hour, using uh, most probably the Zoom platform. And it's called That the World May Know, that's the series, uh, but the specific topic we're going to cover is called A Clash of Kingdoms. This is a video, a Bible study. This is all produced in the land of the Bible in Israel, Turkey, and Greece, etc. And uh, what they do in, in this whole That the World May Know series, which has been around, I think, from the mid-90s, is it's like taking the Bible and making it color from black and white. Uh, when you can interpret the Bible in the mind of the people who originally experienced it. When you understand what they understood, uh, then you're going to know how to apply it to your life. And uh, so many times we miss the mark there, uh, but this is a great series and a very relevant subject called A Clash of Kingdoms. And the idea is there is a clash of kingdoms that we live in today. Uh, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. And they are in conflict with one another. If you've ever tried to live Christianly as much as you can, you'll notice that the culture is opposed to what you're living. And the culture's values and ethics and so on are often completely opposed. Why is that? Because there is this clash of kingdoms. Uh, I've run into, uh, in the last week or so, um, some beliefs that... that uh, are a little off there um, called dominionism and in dominionism people think that Christians are supposed to take over the world uh, and Christianize the world and take over several different levels of life from politics to media to entertainment to family religion and so on and to prepare for the coming of Christ uh, this is not what we see in the scripture what we see is this constant clash 
of kingdoms where the community of faith is called to live as salt and light, but that's going to be difficult in a world that isn't uh, light and a world that needs salt. So uh, you're going to really enjoy this study, A Clash of Kingdoms. It is Zoom-based, so you need the link to get on. This is for anybody, even if you have no church home, maybe from another church you want to join in, that's no problem, uh, but you need to join. So the way that you do that um, is by an email that I sent out last week. Those who attend our church, you have it. But if you don't, I'm going to put a little phone number at the bottom of the screen there. You see that 9000130. So if you'll take your smartphone and text the key phrase, reach the one to 514-9000130, I will send you the email that has the link so that you can uh, register for a clash of kingdoms if you have received that email i'd really need you to respond and click the appropriate buttons that are in that email um, so that you can uh, register for a clash of kingdoms okay uh what else have we got for you um we have just started a facebook discipleship group this is a, a private group uh, for people who are part of our church, maybe you uh, attend in person when we do meet in person, or maybe you uh, attend online. And uh, if that's you, you can be a part of this group. This is where we challenge one another for different things uh, in the, the Christian walk. Where do you learn to fast? Where do you learn to pray? Where do you learn how to read the Bible? Where do you learn about membership? Where do you learn about water baptism? Where can you share your prayer requests uh, and really have people praying for them? How do you follow up the Sunday message um, and apply it to your life? So this is going to, uh, it's already started. We already have a couple of people who are on there, and I'm already starting to give them things to do. And so if you want to be a part of that, uh, go to our Facebook page and uh, click the More uh, tab there and groups and uh, you will be able to uh, get onto that group all right um let me see if i can get this yeah you go there there okay something else for you and this i just found out today uh and this is from uh originally from the people at sight and sound theaters in the u.s they have a huge theater in lancaster pennsylvania and one in branson missouri now and um, they do state-of-the-art Broadway quality live shows uh, about Bible stories. Uh, really uh, quite unique. There's nothing quite like it uh, in the continent, really. And people come from all over the world to watch those shows. And of course, with the pandemic and all that, things have changed. And they've really made efforts to get their content and their productions uh, on streaming uh, uh, uh sites and uh, they have their own uh, but this production here that's coming this weekend uh, is the production of Noah and the story of Noah and the Bible and the ark uh, if you've got kids they will love this production it is free okay I have seen this production probably more than once live and paid about 60 bucks US to get into it. And of course, I had to drive to Lancaster, Pennsylvania uh, to get there. It is outstanding. Uh, you, Your jaw will be on the ground, even though you're watching it on your TV. 
and or your computer or whatever. And uh, all you have to do is watch through TBN, the Trinity Broadcasting Network. And I've got the website up there when you just have to make a login and you'll be able to access it. It starts at 8 p.m. on Friday night and runs the whole weekend. Uh, watch.tbn.org. Just so you know, I don't endorse every little last thing that's on TBN, but I certainly can endorse this, okay? So you're really going to enjoy uh, this production of uh, of Noah if you have not seen it before, all right? Uh, now, we're going to uh, deal with our, our question for uh, tonight. And uh, again, I'd really invite you, don't be shy, to send in prayer requests and use that comment section. Um, Pastor Dan Nurse, thank you so much for for joining in and for sharing. He is, I'll put his comment there, he is a pastor at Brazard uh, Evangelistic Center in Brossard, the only other English uh, church that's part of our fellowship, uh, the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. So God bless you, Pastor Dan. And I see Joelle, God bless you. Nice to see you here. Uh, tonight, all right? So again, if you've got prayer requests, comments, questions, maybe you have a question that's not related to our question tonight, that's quite all right. I will make an attempt to answer it. And uh, also, um, maybe you know somebody who would love to ask a pastor a question. Maybe you know somebody who would love a pastor to pray for them. Uh, You can hit that share button and they can come on and they could just put their prayer request in a comment, put their uh, question in a comment, and I would be happy to interact with them. Uh, no problem at all. And again, we're going to do this in a way that makes uh, people who churched or unchurched, so to speak, feel comfortable. Okay, so uh, we're dealing with this question uh, tonight, and that is, is Christianity a crutch for weak-minded people? Is it a crutch for weak-minded people? And maybe you have heard that before. Maybe you have thought that before. And the question goes something like this. Um, You know, you Christians, and it can apply maybe, maybe to many different religious views. You know, you have invented this whole thing because, quite frankly, you can't handle life. Uh, life is too difficult for you. The harsh realities of life are too hard for you. Uh, life and death and everything in between. You need this coping mechanism. And so you have invented this religion, whatever it may be, in our case, Christianity. You have invented it uh, because you need it. It is your crutch and you don't have the mental acumen or ability or uh, perseverance to withstand life and life's blows without creating some god or some religion that you believe in and that you put your hope in. And that gets you through uh, life, that gets you through sickness, that gets you through difficult moments, that gets you through death because you have hope in the afterlife. And But it really is just a crutch that you have created because you emotionally just can't take it. And uh, this is the argument, and this is the question that's asked. I remember uh, debating back and forth with a couple of atheists online, and they were like just just giving it to me there and telling me, this is all just a creation. This is just ridiculous. You can't accept the fact that that uh, there is no afterlife, there is no God, you evolved from an explosion 15 billion years ago, 
and you just can't accept that you're you you don't have a way to to live without creating religion and of course i'm a pastor and so you propagate this religion uh and you know shame on you kind of thing and that was that was the argument uh that they they had for me and uh so what about what of it is christianity a crutch for weak-minded people whenever you run into a question especially a question that challenges um, your faith, there's always um, a question behind the question. And sometimes there's a little bit of truth in the question, but you've got to search for the question behind the question. And here, uh, this is partially true. So if you're a person of faith, your faith is definitely a crutch in the sense that it holds you up. I mean, my faith holds up my soul. If you've ever had crutches, if you don't have those crutches, you're going to fall. Physically, you're going to fall. And uh, faith holds up a person's soul. And we'll get into the Christian faith in a moment, but it holds a person up. So in that sense, faith is most definitely a crutch. I mean, it's a crutch. It's more than a crutch. It's everything. And uh, if your faith isn't holding you up, and if your faith doesn't make a difference in your life, it may not be a faith that's worth following. So, um, God bless you, Frederica. There you are. Thanks for tuning in, and you can let us know uh, where you're tuning in from. And uh, you got any questions or comments, please feel free, but welcome to the broadcast tonight um so um faith is is definitely a crutch now that's not really the question that's being asked here because what's going on is uh there's two things at work number one is faith an invention number two is it a crutch well it most certainly is a crutch but is it an invention? Is it something we've created? Watching from the UK, well, God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. And uh, wow, that's that's super cool. Uh, so it's definitely a crutch, but is it a created crutch? That's the, the question. And again, often when we face these things and these challenges to our faith, there's a, re- a reality behind the question. So is it something that we have invented uh, is it something that we have invented uh, that we we uh, uh, use to get through life? Is it a creation? I'm getting a cell phone over here with messages. Okay, good. Yeah, well, anybody who's watching, you go ahead and, and put a comment or say where you're watching from, okay? Uh, I see we've got seven on here right now. And by the way, we are going to record this, and it will be on our Facebook page and um, you can watch it after. You can forward it to others after as well, all right? Uh, now, uh, so what we're dealing with here, really, and the question that needs to be answered, is Christianity an invention? Is it something that was foisted upon us by uh, some really clever people in the first century um, to help us get through life, to help them get through life? Uh, because we know if we're being honest, it, it, it is a crutch and even more. It, again, it holds up your soul. There's a verse in the New Testament uh, uh, talking about how Jesus is an anchor for our soul. Well, an anchor is a whole lot more powerful than a crutch. That'll keep a, that'll keep a, a, a vessel, a seagoing vessel in place in a storm. Uh, so, but is it an invention? 
And uh, for this, uh, we're just going to go to two passages of Scripture here uh, that I'll put on the screen for you. And uh, here we go. Uh, So this is from Peter, from the pen of Peter and the pen of Paul. And uh, just two simple scriptures uh, for tonight, and I'll read both of them for you. Uh, And you say, well, how can you use the Bible to say that the Bible's true? Well, just hold on, uh, and I'll just show you, all right? The first one is from 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 16, okay? I'm going to try and get my, my big old Bible in here. I read from a paper Bible when I teach, so... So this is what Peter says, and he is writing to a group of believers, second letter, they're in situations where they're persecuted for their faith. And this is what he says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty if you want to memorize a passage of scripture and i'm challenging people in our church uh, to do that as we focus on prayer in our own uh, context over the next uh, little while that's what we're covering on on sunday mornings you want to memorize a passage of scripture this is a great one we did not follow cleverly invented stories so he is addressing the the charge and he's saying nope This is not a tall tale that we have invented, but we were eyewitnesses of Jesus. So you have, even from the writers of the New Testament, a claim that they are not following some fable, some myth, or some created story in order to help them get through life. They're claiming to be eyewitnesses of Jesus. Jesus. And the the next passage I'll read to you is from uh, the pen of Paul. And this is 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verses 13 to 15. And he's he's kind of debating with the Corinthian church here about the validity of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And this is what he says, if there is no resurrection of the dead resurrection of the dead is when is when the dead are physically raised this is what is taught uh, in the new testament if there is no resurrection of the dead then not even christ has been raised and if christ has not been raised our preaching is useless and so is your faith More than that, and here's the important part for tonight, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. So he's saying, if Jesus hasn't been raised from the dead, we are lying to you, and we are self-confessed liars. (laughs) For we testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. So you say, well, but that doesn't prove Christianity to be true. No, it doesn't. But what it does do is it tells us that these people are claiming we are not lying. We didn't invent this stuff. We were eyewitnesses of this. We experienced this. 
And we know very well that if it didn't happen, we are liars. You say, well, I, I'm still not convinced about this. Uh, it still could be false. Um, let me give you just over the next couple of minutes before we finish up, and I don't see any prayer requests tonight. You're a little bit shy, but this is the first night, and God bless you who are on. Uh, but again, share is the way, okay? And you'll get used to it over over our time together. Um, and don't be shy to put prayer requests down there either, all right? Uh, so just to give you some things to think about over the next few minutes before we finish, um, when we talk about the Bible and the story of Christianity, what we have here and what we're dealing with is that God came into the world. God came into the real world. He didn't, he, it's not a story of God on Mount Olympus somewhere, you know, throwing lightning bolts at another god or goddess. Uh, it's obviously intended to be a story about God coming into the real world. This is the story of the Bible. Is it a true story? Well, one thing we know for sure right off the bat is that the context of the Bible, the places we talked about that the world may know and what we're going to study, a clash of kingdoms, that they, they go to the places of the Bible. Those are real places. The, the places referred to, the people, the kings, the politicians, the religious system, the culture, the geography, um, even at times the topography, uh, the customs, the mannerisms, we know, and if we're skeptic, we have to ruefully admit it, that the Bible is correct when it reports these things to us. Sure, there are still some questions about some of these things, but essentially there's very little debate about the culture, the geography, the topography, the politics, the manners, mannerisms, and so on, the customs of the Bible. There's very little debate about this because it doesn't have anything miraculous. So people will say, sure, the Bible's right about that. Is it right, then, about the miraculous? So Jesus walks on, uh, what is it, the Sea of Galilee. Well, you could go to the Sea of Galilee today, uh, but people will say, well, he obviously didn't walk on it. All right, so you're acknowledging the Sea of Galilee is real, but not that Jesus walked on it. You, you only have a few options if you're going to do that. Uh, and option number one, you can say, well, you know, that's a story that got put into the Bible later. Uh, wasn't in the original Bible. That's about the easiest objection to refute uh, because we can rebuild the whole New Testament and make a very strong case that the documents of the New Testament and the whole Bible, for that matter, never changed uh, since they were written. Uh, that's about the easiest uh, objection to refute. Number two, you could say, well, yeah, there's a Sea of Galilee, but Jesus didn't walk on it uh, because it's an exaggeration. Uh, these, these people were weak-minded people themselves. They wanted to believe that a miracle took place, but it didn't take place. He didn't walk on the water. This is uh, an exaggeration of something. They, it was too dark at night. There was too much, too many waves. They had too much to drink, whatever. Uh, you know, they smoked a little too much magic mushroom <laughs> in the first century. And, you know, they're making this stuff up as they go, whatever. Um, if you're going to if you're going to go that route, you've got to do that for every single miracle that you see in the Bible. 
I mean, scores of them. You have to find ways to explain them away and say that these people were exaggerating. Some of these miracles are done in front of hostile audiences who want the story to be false, who want Jesus to be false. Uh, So that's another really difficult objection to sustain. Uh, The next one, you're going to say, well, they lied. Uh, they, They flat out lied about it. They invented it. And they lied about it. They made Jesus into God. uh, But he was just a man. And this is a flat out lie to propagate the Christian religion and to uh, build it into a powerhouse uh, and to try and take over the world and this kind of stuff. And uh, that, too, the idea that they lied, which is really the question that's, that we're dealing with tonight, is it an invention? I mean, this has got to be the, the weakest argument against Christianity because the people who wrote this down that I just read died for their faith. They were persecuted for their faith. They were executed for their faith. They faced brutal treatment and persecution for their faith. If Jesus wanted to, um, uh, 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 sorry, if the people wanted to, to lie about it, uh, wow, uh, then the, there's something that's happened in history that never has happened before, and that is that they all died for it. Uh, people don't die for what they know to be false. They'll die for what they believe to be true, but they won't die that way for what they believe to be false. And furthermore, when we talk about the resurrection of Jesus, if that didn't happen, the first people who would want to produce his body would be the Roman government. And they would find it, and they would say, put an end to this movement because here's his body. No body. Where did he go? Where is it? (laughs) So what we have here, whether we like it or not, is we have really good reasons to say not only is Christianity not an invention for weak-minded people, it's actually for strong-minded people. And people uh, who have faith have very good reasons to have that faith and very good explanations to have that faith. So when we go to prayer in just a moment, and I see a prayer request that's come in, uh, when we go to prayer in just a moment, we've got to remember that we're coming to a God who is real. We're coming to a God who wants to hear from us, who wants to answer our prayers, who wants to have fellowship with us and a relationship with us, and he wants to see us believe what he has told us. So uh, is Christianity a crutch for weak-minded people? It's a crutch, but wow, it's actually for strong-minded people, weak-minded people, and all people, because it is true. We have a risen Savior. So we're going to go to prayer as we finish here, and I'm going to put Joanne's prayer request up there. Um, Help me with the words in answering my younger children's questions about why God doesn't make COVID-19 go away. My young adult children are depressed, discouraged, and losing faith. Now, that is uh, a great prayer request, and I think uh, very relevant for today. And young people um, all over the world and adults around the world are forced to question uh, what's going on and why is this not going away. And uh, that's going to be something that we deal with in the coming weeks. So we're going to uh, to pray. Some of you uh, in our church might know Joanne. 
regardless of if you do or if you don't, uh, we're just going to take a few moments to pray before we close the broadcast. Father, we do thank you and praise you. And those of you who, who you're on the other end of this camera and and uh, you, you pray along with me, even if you don't know Joanne. Father, we pray uh, that you give Joanne wisdom. We pray, Lord, that through the Holy Spirit, uh, you just give her understanding uh, to to be able to be authentic with your kids and other people who would come to her and ask her how can you how can you be a Christian when when this pandemic is here and it doesn't seem to be going away no matter how much people pray where is God and so on and Lord rather than her 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 kids walking away from God uh, we pray that they would lean into God we pray that they would ask God questions and that they would seek after God with all their heart and find him to be faithful even in all their questions and even in all their doubts. Uh, We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, everyone. And we will, let's see how we do this here. So much fun to use these things. God bless you, everyone. And again, a reminder, go ahead and share it. We'll be back again next Monday night at 7 uh, for more of your questions, God's questions, as I call it. Until then, God bless you and have a great week.